In the meantime, soccer's great. I'm all in favor of the stadium. Totally screwed up. Not two minutes. Enjoy. 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 <laughs> What's up, world? It's your boy Sway from MTV News, and while it's only been three days since we last met, we are back! USL game number 10, episode um, 13 of Knifey Lion Radio. I am Jonah, and if you're not already, follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter. At least get us over the 200 followers mark so I can show my face in front of friends and family. Forest Lasso, four Fs. Also joining me today, former Finneytown Tornado turned indoor instigator, Zach. Mm, hi. And making a rare live appearance from Parts Unknown, world-renowned singer of defunct Cincinnati Legends East Arcadia, it's Nick from Soccer. And former member of the Grossback Killer Bees. Wow. There's a rivalry brewing in this room. Also, currently squatting and benching numbers so high, your mother will probably divorce your father if she hears it. It's Zach's friend, Chad. He's not here. Had to give him a shout out. Chad, if you're listening, and I know you are, hope you're not out on the town. Man about the city, different woman every night. He's married, folks. Chad, you'll get to know him one day, episode 40. This week, we have the luxury of talking about the 4-1 thrashing Thrashing. of North Carolina FC. We'll talk about our many likes, our minuscule dislikes, and whatever else. When you least expect it, you'll hear the robot and know you're about to hear some stunts. We'll see if Deckel Kanon did Kanon things, or if any teammates followed suit in this week's brand new segment, Deckel Smash. Then it's time for the segment our man Alan really loves after a big win, and that's Catch Watch. We'll hit you with a quick, did Brad Rusin play this week? Haven't forgot about you, Brad. Hope you're still listening. Then, of course, since you never know where your mind will take you, we save all of the randomness for... Potpourri. After that, maybe we'll hit you with some chance, but things are looking grim. First, over 22,000 attended the game this Saturday night, and after some dynamite and other explosives were used, I've made room for each and every one of you inside... The John Harks Cave of Wonders! I actually wore my navy blue Cave of Wonders shirt to the game last night because I'm not a slave to your promotions, FCC. But I'm not above being a corporate shill, so get at me, FCC. Looking at you, DJ. No more foosball jokes. I promise. Kind of. First things first, though, and that's the recap. After uh, discarding a trash heap of skeleton gloves on Wednesday, FCC came into Saturday's game on a positive note. But to fully put last week's 4-1 nightmare to Charlotte in the past, a big game against bottom feeders NCFC was a must. The starting lineup similar to last week's with the exception of goalie Evan Newton returning, Patty Barrett for suspended hunk of man Forrest Lasso, and Nazmi replacing Michael LaHood. Sorry, guys. <laughs> now, unless you're a grade-A poser, you'll remember that Nazmi and Lance Lang are both former NCFCers, or PD Pablos, as they'd prefer to be called, so this game had extra significance. Nick doesn't get that reference. And if Nazmi was nervous about playing his old team from his home state, he did not show it, finishing the game with two spectacular goals, both of which came after he found himself with plenty of space, his former teammates almost daring him to shoot, and he dared, and he destroyed. Both Nazmi's goals came in the first half, which was mostly dominated by FCC with several other good chances. The second half saw Ledesma earn a penalty, which he then converted. 
Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Getting his goal a few minutes later. A just reward for burning every ounce of energy he had. NCFC added a nice garbage time goal off a corner kick in the 86th minute, sending those dreaming of a discounted Mike's car wash into an absolute tailspin, ending the game at 4-1 FCC. Ledesma would finish with three assists and his goal as FCC maintains first place in the East, first place in our hearts. After all that said, Nick, what stood out to you the most? Obviously, I think you can't overlook uh, Albaudoway's contribution to the game. You obviously can't overlook Ledesma's contribution to the game. Those are kind of the obvious ones, I think. Um, So to be kind of a contrarian here, I'm going to point out uh, that I really liked uh, Blake Smith in this game. If you watch the game again, you can see the guy is just incredibly solid. I mean... He's stringing together passes in our back third like he looks more like a like an attacking midfielder or even like a striker um, with his confidence in his passing. Um, and then he gets up the field and he creates havoc on the outside of the uh, out in the flanks. Um, and uh, yeah, he has just had a uh, two solid games against uh, uh, Real Detroit Soccer Club and against. Uh, uh, North Carolina yesterday. So that was something that kind of really stuck out to me, even though he got on my radar on Wednesday night. The other the other thing I liked um, was uh, just how much effort these guys put into the game. I mean, Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig. didn't really have a technically good game. He was kind of kind of off with some of his touches, but the way that he made up for that was his, his effort. Nazmi's second goal was basically created from Ledesma obtaining possession from a failed clearance and then playing him one time, and uh, Naz finished a great a great goal. But like 10 seconds before that, the ball was played down by Patty, and it was essentially being escorted over the goal line by one of their defenders. And Danny was able to sprint and keep the ball in play. Nine seconds later, we have a goal because of it. So just he had an incredible work ethic last night, I thought, made all the difference uh, really made up for his lack of technical ability last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote uh, in my likes, Koenig getting his goal Danny Koenig. was my top like because I think he earned it. And it's not just work rate. He was making good runs the whole game. They didn't always find him, but he was always getting in good positions. <clears throat> there was people around us in the in the stands kind of complaining that he was always offside. You know, with him and Ledesma playing up top, I want him to always be right on the edge. And you're going to get called sometimes. Um, but you always want him playing, like, just on the edge so he can get through. And it paid off because that's how he, he got his goal on an awesome run straight down the middle. The other thing I have for likes is Hoyt's failed goal attempt. <laughs> the outside of his boot. With the outside of his, yeah. Hell bent on using his right foot, tries to curl it in off the outside of his right foot. And it was not far off, and I just wanted that goal for him so bad. But Zach, I thought you noticed a few head-scratching moments from Richie Ryan. So, of course, I go to the stats, which show that he had um, 64 passes. And out of those, you're not going to believe how bad he was. He had three bad passes. Folks, that's only 95.3% passing no, well, accuracy. I was thinking about that as I was watching it last night. There and was I, one true stinker that I do remember. But, well, yeah. I think that that is... That's kind of a nonsense stat as I was watching it last night because I was like, these are going to go as completed passes that were way off the mark because he would pass it to Deckel but completely miss him, but he would chase it down and get the ball. So it was still a completed pass. 
you know, they were doing a lot of this side to side, back and forth across the back line, a lot of the game. Yeah, I guess that was the game plan to draw them out of position and then move forward. One one last thing I think I want to say that I liked about the game was just the triangles and the diamonds that those guys were working in this game. I mean, the passing was just, I mean, it was just a pleasure to watch. I think I counted around the 20 minute mark, there was a sequence of about 30 straight passes, which I thought was pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, just absolutely beautiful soccer one thing i wrote down was no width but do we give a shit because how much does it matter because we are able to work it up the middle yeah right i mean we're absolutely exploiting other teams in the middle of the field right now so it's like uh yeah, maybe we can get away with that yeah and now when you bring jimmy in so you do have a plan b because he will go wide and start putting crosses in so nazmi besides his goals which were enough to justify uh his existence as one of the greatest humans in the world. How did he do? Is this the Nazmi that we've been praying for? Has he truly freed himself? I think he was still doing these little touches, him and Walker both throughout the game, just to kind of unlock some space in, in our attack. And I think a lot of that goes unnoticed. Corbin Bone, fantastic as usual. And as you do, oh my God, I just heard the robot sound. It's time for a stat, folks. <laughs> I couldn't introduce it any other way. Corbin Bone, 81% passing in the opponent's half which is good. Corbin was working in some tight places up towards the top of the box, I noticed, and um, he's the master of these little dinks and dunks right now. Um, some other stats to compare it to in the opponent's half. Uh, Ledesmos was 54%, Nazmi 70 Walker's 64 so that 81%, just comparing it off them. That's good. Let's do duels. That should be a segment. Stat I don't understand, but I will keep mentioning it's the duels, folks. Last week it was bad. This week we won. Guess what? It was good. Corbin Bone, seven duels won, one lost. How'd you blow it with that one, bro? Ledesma, four and two. Nazmi, one and one. Richie Ryan, five duels won. Nick, want to guess how many lost? The answer is six. Kenny Walker, eight won, three lost. Folks, we're winning the duels. Sword fights out there. Whose is the longest? We keep winning those. It's good to see. Yeah, I just I just wanted to uh, reiterate Corbin Bone was fucking fantastic. And almost every time we had like a really sweet passage of play with quick one-twos and tight spots, he was a part of it. To backtrack a little with Nazmi, we sort of talked about this at the game. If we want to do a dislike, when they play this diamond, Nazmi, it's usually these two guilty of it. Nazmi and Kenny are occupying the same space a lot. And they almost would run into each other. It, it never really caused a problem, but they were on top of each other a few times. I think, I don't know if it's confusion or what, but it happened a lot. Yeah, it definitely got like clustered in the midfield in that game, I noticed. Um, I just think where we, we prevail there, because you're right, they were kind of occupying the same space. A lot of them were, is that they were, we had the skill to, to get these little one-touch passes and kind of regain possession and quickly get it out of the... Uh, congested space really minor and i'm nitpicking i think that's the price we'll have to pay to get all these guys on the field at the same time so right, right. it's so, fine it's yeah. not even worth mentioning really but i'm just gonna com <laughs> complain what uh this is off the subject but you know let's go off the rails for a minute one of my favorite parts of the game was jonah was joking that someone on north carolina has a high ponytail or man bun going and then you hear jonah yell "Ooh, pat mcmahon going for blah 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 whatever next thing you know this know-it-all sitting behind us who was just like jibber-jabbering the whole game, a bunch of nonsense, is telling his family how like 
that's Pat McMahon who used to play <laughs> for the team. And like, he just like heard Jonah say it as a joke and took it for real and then liked to use it to make himself look smart. And it was I really think glorious. At this, at this point, it should be understood that Pat McMahon is shorthand, shorthand for a man bun and a beard. <laughs> if you see a player out there with the man bun and a beard, and you yell Pat McMahon, it should be understood that it's probably, it's just... Oh, I'm not used to seeing Pat McMahon play up so high. <laughs> I wonder how he's liking uh, the humidity in North Carolina. And uh, his mom, like, who? <laughs> Pat McMahon, he used to play for us. <laughs> Pat McMahon, you idiot. He plays for North Carolina. Everybody Fuck you, knows. mom. <laughs> you don't know that? God. God, why do you bring you these things? <laughs> yeah, we're so much smarter than everyone else. Except when you meet Tyler Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that soon. Um... We were just looking at the stats. Oh, he's a robot. Yeah, robot sound. We're looking at the stats before uh, we started, noticing that we don't have anyone in like the top five of goals, but in like the top 20, we got tons of people because we were just spreading the love. Nick, I know you like talking about spreading the love. So what do you think about these goals being spread around like some horrible contagious disease of goodness? Wow, I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) I said of goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's just as another USL team, the, like the worst thing you could you could find out was that you're playing a team that has four or five legit scorers. All four of our midfielders last night are a threat to score at any time. I think they probably all have three right now. Uh, Ledesma. Well, Richie Ryan doesn't have any. No, so he's worth correct that. He's not a goal scorer, but he could if he wanted. That's how scary it is. If you could score kicking it backwards, then yeah, he'd have a few. Um, I'm just kidding. I really like him. <laughs> Ledesma, USL's leading a sister, which uh, that sounds weird. <laughs> sister, sister. Like I said before, the three assists this game, um, I was expecting a lot, and he's lived up to it. He's been the man, and it's hard to say anyone's been the man because there's been so many men. There's just so many men out there. I go to the games, I stare at these men, and they're just doing their manly things. Yeah, can I? I'll just say, please do. You know, at the is. beginning of the year, we're like, man, Richie Ryan is the man. He doesn't fuck up, Mister Consistent Consistency. And then Kenny Walker is the man. And then now we're like Corbin Bone. Oh man, he's the man. And then now it's Ledesma. Oh man, Ledesma is the man. I'm announcing a new segment now. Who is this week's man? Nick, let's let you start. <laughs> Who's the man this week? Oh. I'm going to go with, well, I don't even know what's the obvious choice. I was going to say there's the obvious choice, but, you know, there's a couple. Me, personally, I'm going to have to go with Ledesma. Hmm. I thought you were going to go back to Blake Smith. I was like, wow, he's really. I want to. I want to. But Skip I, Bayless out here. I don't want to, I don't want to play that one out. <laughs> don't look like it. He'll have his chance. That's one vote for Ledesma. Zach, who's your man? Take your heart out of it. Put your head into it. Uh, Ledesma's got to be the man. Wow, I'm going to go with my heart, actually. Sorry I gave you that advice. And I'll say Nazmi, but two was, out of three. <laughs> I was going to say Nazmi, and then I took my heart no, out no. of it. Two out of three. We're going to Ledesma. So, Manu, if you're listening, which I know you are, you liked one of my tweets. That means you're a fan. Um, Nazmi's goal was just so fucking smooth. Yeah, let's talk about that. Hold on, because I need to get my sound effect in there. Manu Ledesma, you are officially this week's... Man! Thank I really you. dislike this segment. I hope it doesn't. You totally missed an opportunity to call it the man cave. I hope it doesn't happen again. Listen, if, you, if you're afraid of uh, machismo, there's a team up north in Michigan you can follow. All right? I'm sure they won't let you have a man of the week. I was told I had frail masculinity by one of their supporters. Masculinity. Sorry. Well, finally, they hit one a nail on the head. Yeah, Nazmi's first goal. Or you can talk about either of them, but the first one to me was the sweetest. Yeah, it just felt, I don't know how to describe it except for smooth because everything went perfect like the ball from Ledesma 
perfect weight on it. Blake Smith played the ball to Ledesma <laughs> just to throw that in there. Yeah, and then uh, NCFC uh, not stepping up quick enough. Yeah, and then Nazmi's touch before the goal, perfect. And then everyone in the stadium is thinking, shoot, right as they do. He strikes it fucking perfectly. I was following like the play, and I, I right when when uh, Nas got the ball, I saw Bone make it like a run into the box. So I'm like watching him, and then like next thing you know, like I hear the crowd, and I look back over at Nas, and the ball's like just at the point where it's dipping and brushing off the underside of the crossbar, and I lost my shit. <laughs> Uh, for people who never met Nick, he sees the world in slow motion. You're like, how did that all happen in that time period? Well, folks, he's living in the Matrix, and you're living in goddamn cool world with Brad Pitt. Not quite the same. Uh, second goal. Yeah, we got a cool world reference. If you're curious, me and Nick have season tickets together, and I never sit with them. <laughs> second goal was great, too. Didn't it was, a, left, have, it was yeah. a lefty. He can do it all. Yeah, it didn't quite have the glorious glide of the first, but that was only because he was slightly closer. But yeah, both of those goal of the week nominees in my mind, um, and definitely enough to have him be a leading nominee for man of the week, Zach's new segment he invented. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, something we never talk about, what we talk about, the minutia of the game is just how nice it is to watch a team that is playing well. It's joyful, and this is what we've been craving. This is what we expected when we saw all these, these signings. Nick, how does it feel for you? Oh, it feels, it feels amazing. I mean, just real quick about Carl Linder. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no, no. I was just, I mean, at the end of the day, like obviously, you know, he's kind of the main reason that we're even probably sitting in this room recording this podcast naked right now. So <laughs> that's white privilege. <laughs> By the way, I see that you had a blue pill this morning. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have used the standing desk. Rise, to, rise together. <laughs> rise together. It's what we've been talking about this whole time. It finally is. looks like it's there, like they've finally gelled. I, and, I, and I think it's really time we kind of just move on from that whole sentiment in, anyways. Like, when are, you know, they're still gelling or now they've gelled. Like, okay, I think we've established that. At least I think we did last night. I mean, it was just very Barcelona-esque in terms of their triangles and mm. one-touch ball movement. Just, I mean, orgasmic. It was great, man. That's truly a one-touch ball movement. <laughs> I will also say, uh, this is the game that solidified North Carolina. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, The team, I, that is. I read up about them and got almost nervous because, like, oh, undefeated in our last five games with a ridiculous goal differential. Then I look at the table and it's like, oh, well, they're they're still trash. They're down at the bottom. But they were the. I know we played really well, but they were the worst looking team that I, we've seen this year. I think. Yeah, ATL two was bad, but they had uh, youthful spunk on their side. This team did not have the as much of the youthful spunk, so you could feel their dejection. Yeah, and then their fucking garbage time goal was just. Well, should we talk about Evan Newton? Charging after that ball and then just sort of doing a jumping jack in the air and (laughs) flailing at it. And then if if they didn't do like the highest chip shot of all time, they should have scored. Uh, Ledesma scores that. Yeah, no, no doubt. How about Ledesma's shot from behind the half line? Yeah, as we just said, oh, no (laughs) doubt, no doubt he'd score that. But then we talk about this. Well, that was different. Uh, That goalie was, a couple times, Corbin Bone tried to uh, chip him off his line, too. He was playing up. So they had the right idea. And, you know. Yeah, Ledesma's was one that, like, you try and put so much power into it that you just don't strike it how you want to. Like that that bicycle (laughs) kick. Yeah, that was was going to be a pass, I think. He was just. Yeah, uh, back line, Patty Barrett was in. 
in there, as we mentioned, for the man, Forrest Lasso. And um, he did a good job. I don't have any moments that I remember where I was like, ah. you know, Deckel was his usual self. Hoyt open all the time as usual, but playing more balls at the middle. And a couple of times I was like, oh, Hoyt's wide open. But then they went through the middle and it worked out. So, you know, I, they've just conditioned me to expect him to go out wide. So when they've actually started going through the middle, it's a shock to my system. But. I will say, you know, he's waving his arms wide open a couple of times in that first half. Kenny Walker played multiple pinpoint crossfield passes yeah, to him, yeah. like perfect. Which, like, when you watch those, you realize, like, we're spoiled. Like, for a USL team, no one else is making those passes. Yeah, no you no doubt. Like, even the ball that Deckel played outside, I think, to Justin that one time, just to have that vision and that, like, accuracy and that strength is really impressive. You think uh, Lasso had to go to confession after watching these long balls from the bench? Because he was <laughs> definitely having some impure thoughts seeing all these amazing long balls and not being able to. He almost ripped off that dress shirt and ran right out there because we were actually on point. Only a few of them that ran long, really. You also, you got to think the front line on some of these other teams, and they see Deckel and Forrest. Yeah, they see Patty like, Bart's neck. They're like, oh, God. Oh, fuck me. Like, how many times am I going to get elbowed in the chest or in the head? Or, you know, Deckel doesn't lose headers ever. He gets over the top of people legally somehow every time, no matter how tall they are. What's your final thought on this fantastic victory, Nick? They played amazing. It was a, just a wonderful time. It was a very, very pleasurable experience. It was great, man. <laughs> Let me find uh Let's see what Nick texted to us while, while he was drunk at the game. It was, well, it was to our group. With Chad's in there, too. He's part of the podcast. <laughs> Nick says, I love tonight. I say, ha. Said, Feels amazing. They look great. I'm in heaven. <laughs> And then he was on cloud nine when he had a extreme celebrity sighting. Nick, tell us about it. I was just going to say with the, him reading the text and everything, like it really is going to be weird when people find out that we really are recording this naked. <laughs> Walking up the stairs and after the game, um, exiting the stadium, Tyler Gibson comes walking down. Again, I'm like four 16 ounces deep i can't get, i can't stop sounding like a sexual innuendo whatever no but innuendo any, that sounds even weirder cut, you're gonna cut end to out. endo so i see tyler coming down the, the stairs and i go hey hey kevin kevin gibson what's going on and he goes what 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 and looks at me and i put my hand out and i shake his hand and i say something like can't wait to see you out in the field man and he's just like still like in a state of confusion like oh okay yeah and then uh, I was like, see you, Kev, and went up the stairs. <laughs> uh, heretofore, he will be known as Kevin Gibson on this podcast. This week is a brand new segment where we check in on our man, Deckel Canine. It's called Deckel Smash. It'll also be a chance to cover any other uh, violent incidents, player outbursts. Uh, uh, this week, Deckel did get into it a little earlier, little early with NCFC. He set the tone. He always does. Um, but he kept things in check. He avoided the yellow card and will live to fight another day. So with uh, Deckel avoiding suspension and Lasso watching from the sideline in his Sunday's best, the score is now officially Judaism 1, Christianity 0. Folks, I don't make the rules. And there's still time for Christ to make a comeback. Three days from now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Conveniently. Um... Not keeping his cool this week after his 75th minute yellow card was Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Making faces that could get you banned from his native country. Koenig looked ready to mutilate the head of the referee, but luckily his appendages remained intact. Did you guys see Koenig losing his mind after that goal? I don't know what he was yelling, but he was gyrating and uh, 
I don't know, it looked like a foul to me, but he was fired up the whole game. He was really yeah. ready to lose his cool. Um, and he had just hit that runner's wall, I think. Well, I think none of us could believe that Manu was the first one to come off. Yeah, we're like, oh, it's Welshman. Koenig's coming off. Like, Yeah, uh, he's because he's fucking gassed. But yeah, no, he was losing his cool the whole fucking game. Luckily, he only got the one yellow late in the game, but I don't care. I think he was right most of the time. So. Yeah. Danny uh, this week, we'll make it a quick one. It's time for... Coach Watch. This week, our man, Coach Koch, sporting a clean shave, dark suit, no tie. Far cry from his recent new metal short sleeve goatee days against the Indy 11. Nick, Koch, give me a temperature and give me a quick thought. Oh, this guy's sitting in a 63 degree Fahrenheit lazy boy couch and air conditioning right now. <laughs> you know, it was really really wasn't the fact that we won as much as just how we won. And I think that's what his vision has kind of been. And right now, man, you can't, I mean, you can't say anything bad about the guy. Uh, it's the its the overworked joke in FCC fandom, but does this mean Koch finally gave his halftime speech before the first half? Um, Yeah, it feels like the real Koch is back. No more shorts. No more Dickie's shirt. No more goatee. Yeah, I say Koch is on one of James Cameron's Northern Atlantic submarine adventure ships looking for more Titanic artifacts. He's cold out there, folks. He's got one of those old-timey sailor orange hats folded up. Uh, looks like the Gordon's Fisherman, but clean-shaven. So keep up the good work, Koch. We have to mention this. This is the segment that, I, I mean, people, I don't know where they're getting my number, but they're calling me. They want to know, did Brad Brewson play this week? Folks, Nick, did he play this week? I believe he did. He did play. Um, Zach discovered using the internet that he came on at halftime. I'm going to assume that somebody was horribly injured. Yeah, they must have been. And tea partiers everywhere rejoiced as Brad (laughs) Rusin makes his season debut in the 45th minute for the Indy 11. At that point, the game was tied. So what happened once Brad Rusin came in the game in the second half? Um, Of course, they gave up two goals. And they wow. lost lost the game two to one. Mm. So Brad Rusin. Sometimes causation is correlation. Go ahead, Zach. I don't know where to invite you to, but <laughs> it's not good. This is not a political podcast. Okay, stick to sports. Were you you are gonna say officially invited to the <laughs> White House. Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders barbecue of <laughs> Brad Rusin. You're invited to the Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Cave of Cognitive Dissonance. Real quick, if anyone has any randomness to add, in this week's edition of Popuri, um, one thing I just wanted to get out there since Carl Lindner is our father, all of us as FCC fans, I wanted to give a gift to all of you, and that is my order for the best malt from UDF. So get out your pens and pencils, your notes app on your iPhone. Here it goes. Chocolate peanut butter malt with cookies and cream ice cream. Folks, it's a can't miss. You're like, that sounds like too much. All right, well, get out of here. Turn off the podcast. It's just enough. So that is a chocolate. No, it's a peanut butter malt with chocolate milk. And then the cookies and cream ice cream. It's pricey. It's going to set you back. But if you want to get your Jeff Brantley on, that is what you need to order. You will not regret it. The large chunks will get stuck in the straw. You're just going to have to power through it. You got to blow hard, blow it out, suck it back in. That's what we're doing. Zach? Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, that is the shake that we all used to call the shake. Nick, do you have a go-to order? Nick, are you currently vegan right now? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. That's the sound of 
200 listeners <laughs> throwing their phone out the window or driving their car into a lake so the speakers stop working. But the, the good news In here is past life. now we have recorded evidence of someone asking somebody if they're vegan. <laughs> Did you just assume because I'm vegan that I have no authority to talk on malts? I said in a past life, so that's your chance. I don't really have anything. Okay, yet. yeah, I thought so. Um, if you want to get a fucking disgusting vegan shake, head down to Northside's Tickle Pickle, where their milkshakes are room temperature and don't change consistency after an hour. The Tickle Pickle Northside. This is one of the things I wrote for Potpourri that we are not going to even touch on. I was going to say, but Nick, I'm sure you have a thought. How unremakeable would Ladybugs be today? Nick, thoughts? <laughs> Honestly, like if you can't get Roddy Dangerfield signed up for the movie because he's passed, then there's no yeah, or, it's done. It's over. Or, the or Jonathan star, Brandis, the actual star of the movie. <laughs> they're both. I say they're co-stars. Folks, right there, our conversation about the movie Ladybugs took a very, very inappropriate turn, and I was forced to edit it out. I just, I'm just telling you that so you know that. There are things that even Knifey Lion Radio is not willing to put out there into the podcast universe. And you should be thanking me because um, you'd be very disturbed right now. So let's get back to the podcast. Let's move on. I don't have any, but this week's edition of Chance, 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 Chance. Nick, tell me you have something for the love of God. To Taylor Swift's blank space. Swirla does mic is like this. Talking about Manu, he's a favorite Argentine. He's well, yes, start over. Hold on, so right. let me start. Let me start over, please. Talking about Manu, our favorite Argentine. My dude plays with some passion, a little bit more bark than bite. Long list of ex-referees, you'll hear them say he's insane, but you can't stop forty-five, baby. He's Ledesma's his name. I'm not sure that melody was <laughs> totally. <laughs> Why'd you start so high? Started, you really punished yourself. You started a little too high. You wouldn't do the high harmony with me at the Detroit game, but all of a sudden now you're like a goddamn eunuch in that no, Vienna no, voice. Do, let, let me let me resing. The girl who did the anthem a couple weeks ago, she started real low so she could hit the high note, and she just straight up skipped the low words. She didn't even. Let speak me let me do. The, I gotta do it again. No, no. that is going to be the lasting edition of I wanted, that one. I want to do it a lower. <laughs> um, Zach, you got anything that you've been thinking you, about? Before Zach does it, can, can you can you honestly auto-tune that? <laughs> I don't know if it'll recognize what key that you're jumping around at then, but I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, when you auto-tune, you usually have to pick a key unless you want them to go note for note. <laughs> I personally don't use it on myself because I have perfect pitch. <laughs> um, I can relate. No, I can't. Go ahead. No, I that's Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. Um, no, I was... I agreed with whoever on Reddit. My WKRP in Cincinnati. It needs a better ending. So if anyone has a better one, please. Because I do think that one will be good when it's finished. Um, the only thing I was thinking was Zombie by the Cranberries, which we've used before. But yes, what's in your net? And it's Nazme. Um, we should do that. One thing before... Nazme! <laughs> Whole crowd singing. You know who you are. Pretty, pretty north. Um, I was going to say, they did welcome home again. We won't get deep into that. But one thing they didn't do was turn the dance music off. <laughs> they turned it down. But So they're playing 
the backing at the back, you know, the track for welcome home. But at the same time, so it's like my root, <laughs> like just turn it all the way off. DJ, uh, ESP. I was saying his name's DJ ESP because, uh, he knows what you want to hear before you even know it. And then he plays it. But yeah, just turn off the goddamn dance music for the 30 seconds that you play the song. Give it a, like you're trying to give it a chance, but really, come on guys. Uh, the chant I wanted to do was, uh, Ooh, baby, do you know why that hurts? Maybe cause can't unstuff your face in the dirt. Sometimes. <laughs> All right, it's a go. Everyone's loving it. Folks, I turned their mics off, but everybody else is clapping. <laughs> They're really enjoying it. Um, Nick, last chance to get a bad chant in there. I mean, what's the point? I mean, we've been coming up with all these great ideas, and I haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> Speaking of chants, another chance to chant. This Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. U.S. Open Cup. I'm thinking Ledesma's playing because they took him out a little bit early. And, um, you know, I said I didn't care after beating those losers. But guess what, folks? I lied. I care. I want this one. I want it bad. Nick, predictions for Wednesday. How much will we win by? I don't know. I'm kind of worried about this game. Uh, I think maybe 1-1 in regulation and then uh, we'll win in extra time. I really hope not. (laughs) <laughs> this guy's rooting for extra time. Now, what do we have? Louisville this coming Saturday. We do another game. We will win. I predict we will win four-one because that is the scoreline we keep encountering, either on one end or the other. Looking excited at the domination. Zach, you're breathing. Something to say? Yeah. No, I think you're right. You know, I used to get on people's nerves because I talk about how great Louisville plays, but now when I watch us, I'm like, no. We're the best. We move the ball around the best. All the fucking money we shelled out to get all the best players is paying off. Um, Yeah, we're going to dominate them. I think we're going to win on Wednesday. It might be close, but I do really hope we can avoid extra time. We'll call that your final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on everything? Put a bow on it. Really relieved that we won this past Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, we just got to keep having these weeks where, like, there's pure quality. I mean, we can have a couple missteps, but as long as we're uh, coming out with a net positive, then, yeah, let's keep on moving forward. My final thoughts, um, I've determined using statistics, bring on the robot, we are in first place for now until forever. Special Political Thursday podcast coming up. I'll tell you all about the Senate race in Ohio, it's sure to be a must listen. I'm sorry, Nick, you didn't get a chance to, you know, have your Detroit say, but we've de- we've buried the Detroit game. They're dead. <sighs> Nick, uh, Nick was ready to throw down at the game. Didn't get his chance, but um, he kept sticking Jolly Ranchers in the mouth, so he had extra spit. <laughs> so yes, the spitter has been found. It is Nick from soccer, even though he was on the opposite end. Look no further, folks. I will tweet out his social security number as soon as this is over. Yes, final thoughts for the 50th time. First place, goal differential, who cares? Most points, most goals, most assists, most shots, most players, most fans, most passes. But do we really have enough fans compared to our season ticket holders? That dude! Our walk-up numbers are really disappointing. Yo, DD12. There's less walk-ups because everyone's a season ticket holder now. You stupid. <laughs> oh! <Uh-oh. laughs>
No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Rise together! <laughs>